Empire Heights. Tonight, we have a couple guests with us who are going to talk about a topic that, well, seems like just maybe last week or a couple of days ago we talked about. Um, a couple of days ago, you may remember I had Bigfoot Backpacker on, and we talked about Bigfoot out in the Northwest. Well, today's guest, they're talking about, well, Bigfoot being somewhere that is a little close to home for me. Um, so some of you know I'm heading up to New Hampshire for a backpacking trip, and they talk about Bigfoot being in New Hampshire. So I thought I'd have them on so I can talk about this with them, and they can give me some pointers. We have Abel Cunningham, who's a weapons expert, outdoorsman, and book, Bigfoot scientist. As a lifelong resident of New Hampshire, he has dedicated his life to revealing the truth about Bigfoot in the Granite State. Abel has documented his own experiences and those of others across the Granite State. At www.603bigfoot.com and on his YouTube channel, he is the founder of Bigfoot Awareness Resistance and Education Program, which seeks to better inform and protect the public from the perils of Bigfoot. With us, also with Abel today, is Ricardo O'Connor, his assistant. Ricardo first became interested in Bigfoot uh, as a teenager when he had lost a close relative missing in the White Mountains National Forest. They went missing under mysterious circumstances. For years, this has instilled a deep fear of the forest until he came to, under the toolage of noted Bigfoot scientist Abel Cunningham. Now Ricardo is a valued member of 603 Bigfoot team and is pursuing a degree in Bigfoot science himself. Ricardo and Abel, welcome to Papa Bear Hikes. Thank you. Thank you. We're uh, happy to be joining you today. So Cable, or, Abel, we're going to start with you. This is your project. Tell us about 603 Bigfoot. Yeah, so I've, uh, you know, I've, like you said in my bio, I've lived in New Hampshire my entire life. Um, I actually had my first Bigfoot experience when I was uh, about 12 years old um, on, on my way home from school. And ever since then, you know, I've dedicated my life to uh, Bigfoot science, basically. You know, I when I had my first experience, I, I went through the sort of trauma that everyone goes through where you're you know, kind of ashamed and embarrassed uh, to tell others about your account because, you know, you feel afraid that people laugh at you, not believe you, whatever. So didn't really tell anyone for years, uh, but secretly I vowed to dedicate my life to finding out the truth about Bigfoot. I, you know, went to school at the University of New Hampshire, studied a lot of science, uh, was there for seven or eight years uh, before I finally graduated with a degree. Um, and it's only recently that I've decided to start sort of documenting some of this publicly uh, with the help of, uh, you know, I have a few wealthy benefactors who helped me get a website established and buy the camera equipment so that I can start a YouTube uh, channel. So that's where it started. You know, maybe, I don't know, Ricardo, what was it, six six months ago or so, we started going out publicly with the website and Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of taken off from there. And then, um, you know, the goal of 603 Bigfoot, the website and the channel is to sort of bring awareness to the fact that, you know, like you said, Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest or the Rockies, it, it gets most of the attention, but really most people don't know that we have the perfect habitat for Bigfoot right here in New Hampshire. Um, yep. So that's that's the goal of 603 Bigfoot. Um, and then it eventually evolved into, um, you know, launching the BEAR program. BEAR is short for Bigfoot Awareness, Resistance, and Education. And that is aimed at, like you said, you know, helping protect people when they're out in the wilderness so they know what to look for and 
what to be aware of so we don't end up to uh, a victim of a Bigfoot abduction. Yep. Now, Abel, you said you had your first experience at 12 years old. Did you, did you have a, bear, a Bigfoot sighting at 12 years old? Yeah. So this is a, uh, you can look this up on my website. It's the written versions on my website. I have a video account on YouTube. Um, but where I grew up in the Western part of the state, it's very rural. Um, and my parents actually used to, I was a little bit of a troublemaker when I got in trouble at school, got a detention. Um, my parents way of adding a little extra salt to the wound was for my detention. I couldn't, uh, no one would give me a ride home. They wouldn't come pick me up. Wasn't even allowed to drive, ride my bike. So I'd have to walk home from school. Um, and the way I, there's a map on the website and, uh, and on the video, but the way we would have to walk, go to school, if you were to walk down the main paved roads, it was a five to six mile walk. It would have taken forever. But there were Jeep trails and logging trails through the woods. And so that was the way we used to, uh, sort of take a shortcut. It would cut the total distance down from five to six miles to one to two miles. Um, so that's where I was, you know, first time I had my Bigfoot encounter, I was coming home and I was kind of following the stream up and Bigfoot was right in the middle of the stream. Um, and, uh, I surprised him. He surprised me. I think it scared the, scared the heck out of both of us, but, uh, you know, it's an experience I never forget for sure. I think it's easy for people just to say, well, you know, this the elusive Bigfoot does it really exist? But in my research, just over the past month, there's been sightings all over the country. I think in every state, um, and, the, side, and, and the, the sightings have been there too. I think what's happening is people are starting to not be afraid to admit that what they've seen. You know, I think that's that's part of it. Is is people are finally talking about it. You know. Um, that that's my experience is is you you don't want to talk about it you don't want to admit it yeah it seems like you know if somebody said, claims they saw a ghost well you know it's, i think it's easy first to put it out of our head there's no such thing as ghost yeah. right but if you saw a ghost you know it <laughs> you know and there's no denying it and uh you know and and there's other phenomena out in the wilderness i don't know if you guys are familiar with the jersey devil but that's another creature that um is supposed to be in the pine barrens of new jersey uh you know so i i you know, some of these sightings could be, um, you know, maybe false, but there seems to be so many of them that I have to really have to really brings into question. There really could be a Bigfoot out there, isn't it? Maybe there really is. Yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> there is. <laughs> For the non-believers, right. For the non-believers, you, you might have to step back and, and, and look at this and say, well, why couldn't there be? Could Could this many people be making this up or, or this many people like in on this joke or this hoax? Yeah, Probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just, there's just too many, you know, you can, yeah, there are probably some that are hoaxes. There are probably some where it's, you know, some flatlander going into the woods and they don't recognize what they see, but that certainly can't account for all of, all of right. the Right. Right. There's definitely there. missed sightings. Yeah. You know, I interviewed my friend, Bigfoot Backpacker, who's in the Pacific Northwest, as I had mentioned earlier. You know, we had talked about that they're finding new species of wildlife, animals, insects, reptiles, etc. Every year, there's new species discovered. And who's to say that Bigfoot is just not that, is that species that, that's so elusive that 
the scientific community hasn't been able to positively identify it yet. Um, what do you guys think about it? Is it possible that you know Bigfoot exists in different parts of the country, but it is so elusive that the scientific community just has not been able to nail down a, a positive identification themselves? Oh, oh yeah, ab- absolutely. And you know, a lot of the the more well known uh, Bigfoot experts, Todd Standing is a good example, has a good description of this. You know, if, if Bigfoot exists, it's a highly evolved creature, and it's evolved to avoid humans. Uh, you know, it might have its weaknesses. It might like to take an apple that you put out for bait now and then. Um, but for the most part, they're smart enough, they're intelligent enough to know how to avoid people um, and how to avoid things that come from people like game cameras. You know, they're able to sense the electronics. Um, and I've even seen this in deer with, you know, videos that I've captured on my game cameras. Well, deer will come up and they'll know there's a game camera there. They'll know it's something weird. So if a if a deer, uh, which deer are some of the dumbest animals in the woods, if a deer can tell you there's a game camera there, Bigfoot can. And, you know, you just think about it logically. It's, it's you know, human relative. If it wants to be avoided, it's going to be avoided. Yep. Now, we know a lot about primates and the evolution of primates where you know, homo sapiens have come from. And, and is it possible that, you know, Bigfoot is you know, maybe just, not intelligent wise where a human is, but maybe has that IQ, like you said, where, you know, they can identify certain things. They can identify patterns and they're smart enough to know how to uh, avoid danger and specifically danger from humans. Absolutely. We're the most obvious creatures in the world. You know, it, it's minus the hunters and that's, that's the, the people who are unaware and that's how they end up in danger. Cause they're not, they're not aware of their surroundings or where they are. Um, but that, yeah, that, that's their that's their living room. The woods are their living room, and we know where everything is in our living room, and they know where everything is in theirs. You know, and it, it's uh, it's like bobcats. I mean, Abel, how many bobcats have you seen? And there's thousands of bobcats in New England. How many have you seen? Fifteen, ten, in your lifetime? Yeah. Yeah, at the most, in, in, in person. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and when you come to it with that mindset, it's like, well. Of course, you know, <laughs> of course, a creature like this, you know, it, and, and I know it's real. But for people who don't know it's real, you know, if something is that big, is that strong and has survived this long without being known, it's a very intelligent creature. You know what I mean? It it, it, it knows its surroundings, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, as it was pointed out to me, they're, they're, their biggest predator, uh, what they're most in danger of is humans. And if they're a little, if they're higher up on the education on the uh, intelligence scale than than most animals or most uh, um, uh, mammals, you know, maybe they've figured it out that that's we, we have to that's what we have to avoid. They carry around guns. They don't just chase us, but they can shoot us from long distances. So we have to we have to stay far out of the way away from them. Yeah, well, there's even monkeys. They say that you raise a gun. They're so trained in the environment. They raise a gun and they'll actually take off. They and this is just monkeys, you know, in the woods, just monkeys, animals, and that's 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 something that's that's we know about. You know what I mean? It, it, they're definitely scared of us. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, like you think about gorillas. Like we kind of take advantage. Like we we you know we think everybody's known about gorillas forever. They weren't discovered until 1902. 
you know, mm-hmm. and they live in huge family groupings. Um, so relatively close to humans, um, probably not as intelligent as Bigfoot, but like if something like that can go unrecognized for that long, you know, who's to say a more evolved version would, you know, wouldn't be able to do the same. I've never been a Bigfoot naysayer. I've, I put my faith in evolution pretty much. I have most of my life and I just always have kind of looked at it in terms of you know, why couldn't this just be an animal that evolves from another animal that adapted to its surroundings, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've become more civilized, you know, specifically here in the United States, right? As we've, as our population has grown and our population centers have, have sprawled. Um, this could be an animal that's just adapted to its surroundings. And, and, and in this case, adapting needs to be smart enough to be elusive. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the other thing is there's different types of smart, you know, like think about the people that you know in your life. You have some friends who are book smart, but, uh, you know, couldn't navigate their way down a city street. Uh, but then, you know, I know other guys who can fix anything that's wrong with a car but can barely read a paragraph. Uh, so, you know, you, you think about that, the different ways that beings can be intelligent and apply that to a Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot probably can't read or drive a car, but they are wood smart. Like Ricardo was saying, you know, the woods is their living room. They know everything about that. And when we go in there, you know, as humans, even those of us who spend, you know, all day outside, we're still at a disadvantage to a creature that's evolved over centuries uh, to have that high degree of intelligence in terms of evasiveness and, and uh, you know, in, being in tune with nature. Yeah. And don't get me wrong when I say that Bigfoot's afraid. They're not afraid of us in a way that that I'm afraid of them. They they just don't want to be seen. They don't want to be known. You know, they, in that sense, in any other sense, they can overpower us. You know, it, it, it we're no contest muscle to muscle to a Bigfoot. I don't want to be confused in that. Mm-hmm. So the 603 Bigfoot project um, or, you know, www.603bigfoot.com, I believe is the website. Yeah. Uh, your focus is on Bigfoot sightings in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, like I said, I'm going up there to backpack. I'm leaving. I'm just a week away from leaving. Uh, so that's why I found this particularly interesting. Tell us, What's going on in New Hampshire with Bigfoot? You know, your focus is in, in that particular region. What, what's happening as we speak up there? Are there sightings? Are you guys tracking the sightings? Yeah. So part of the reason we launched 603bigfoot.com, the website, is to give people a forum to feel where, like they could share their stories um, in a way, their witness encounters in a way uh, that is anonymous if they choose to be or if they prefer to be named, uh, you know, I'm happy to use their name. But there's so many, like we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation, I think so many people who have these experiences are afraid to come forward. And we wanted to, you know, let these, you know, give these people, help give these people courage to have somewhere where their encounters could be documented. And so I don't know how many are up there now, probably eight to 10 encounters. Uh, but yeah, we're tracking sightings. Uh, you know, one thing that people probably don't realize, New Hampshire's the, uh, you know, it's one of the smaller states, but it's also the second most forested state in the country. So it's perfect Bigfoot territory. Um, yeah, I uh, I live in upstate New York, and 
I went to some of these sites and doing some of my research, I found it interesting that just 15 years ago, there was a sighting not far from where I live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Bigfoot doesn't recognize please. state boundaries, right? Anywhere right. there's a right. good territory, that's where it'll be. Uh-huh. But if you were, if you were backpacking in the White Mountains and you saw, you saw Bigfoot, just for example, you know, would you feel comfortable telling everybody you know what you saw? You know, some people like, you know, depending on your job, could you tell your boss, you know, I just saw, no, you know, that's, 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 that's the thing where I say it. it I don't think there's more Bigfoot. I don't think that people are seeing more now. I think people are just feeling more comfortable to talk about it. Yeah. Ricardo, I get that side of it. I really do. Because if I, came home and said to my friends, yeah, I saw a Bigfoot. They'd say, I think you spent too much time smoking Mother Nature rather than yes. hiking through Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I think that, you know, that's common. And that's why I get why people would be, um, you know, not be so willing to share it with everybody. And that's why I think, you know, what you guys are doing is pretty cool. How you're kind of creating this, uh, this situation you know, with, the, with the website where people maybe start to build up the comfort level to get some dialogue started on this. Yeah. If the dialogue, people feel comfortable talking about it, then people can feel comfortable understanding how to, to live with them. Meaning understand, be allowed to enjoy the woods, you know, don't be scared. You just, you have to be aware, you know, you have to be educated and know what to do in, in, in situations where it, you could be coming to harm, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, it leads me to this question, the Bigfoot Awareness Resistance and Education Program. Um, and your your goal here is to better inform and protect the public from the perils of Bigfoot. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And I don't know which one of you want to take that question, but tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's a good question. So this is relatively new, um, but it, it it essentially came out of, you know, watching some of the missing 411 videos, the movies and the YouTube uh, videos. I don't know if you've seen any of those. Uh, David, I can never pronounce his last name. Glutus, uh, Glutus. Uh, I, I don't know how to say it. But, you know, he's bringing awareness to the fact that, you know, thousands of people go missing in national forests. Um, and there's, he doesn't explicitly say it in his videos, but it's kind of an undertone. That's something mysterious is happening. Um, and, you know, he's doing, he's doing good work, even though, you know, he's technically never solved anything or found anyone, but he's still, you know, bringing awareness to the issue. Um, but, you know, Ricardo and I were talking one night over, over beers and we were like, well, you know, how do we, it's great that this guy's making YouTube videos about these people who have gone missing. Um, but how do we like actually put a dent in the problem, like get in front of the problem? Um, and that led to the creation of the Bigfoot awareness, resistance and education. So stands for bear for short, you know, we're kind of, if you see the logo, we're playing on the dare logo from, uh, you know, growing up as a kid in the eighties and nineties, we, we had to go through the dare program and, Mm -hmm. you know, we saw how effective that was in keeping our friends off of drugs. Uh, so we thought, uh, you know, why not play on that? And we'll use Bigfoot awareness, resistance and education program. So awareness, how do you detect the signs that there's Bigfoot, you know, activity in the area? Uh, resistance, how to fight back in the case you are, you know, attacked by a Bigfoot. And then ed- education, which is kind of what we're doing now, right? Like spreading the word. Mm-hmm. Well, 
you know, I'm going, I'm going up to New Hampshire. So is there something I should be looking for? I'm not saying this in a facetious way. I'm saying this in a way of, if I'm, and I'm hiking by myself through the woods. I mean, I, I'm aware that there could be bears out there. I mean, here's the funny thing. I know there's bears out there, but in all the years I've been backpacking, I think I've maybe seen three bears, four at the most in all these years. Yeah. Right. It, I, it doesn't mean there's no bears around me. It just means I haven't seen them. Nope. Yeah. But as far as bear Bigfoot goes, what should my what should, what should my awareness be walking well, through these areas? So the first thing is is stay on the trail. You know, like we we're talking about earlier, Bigfoot's highly evolved to you know stay away from humans if if they can avoid it, right? So if you're on the trail for the most part, you're pretty good. Um, so, but you know, signs of Bigfoot activity in the area, um, you know, these have been documented by other Bigfoot experts, but you know, tree breaks, tree bends, you know, things that happen with trees in, in, in the area that can't be, you know, described by, logically described by natural activity. Uh, that, that's a sure sign warning that you might be, you might be wandering into Bigfoot territory. Yep. Um, hey, surroundings is, you know, it was a huge thing Abel always taught me is keep your head on the swivel always and, and pay attention. Um, right? We'll be back after a quick break. You ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, every filter is individually tested three times through the process. I've been using their permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks and the picaridin to keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water, insects, or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they'll likely to have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible, high-quality products that they offer for those of us who enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, I may say that term too often, but it's, uh, you know, it's something that's helped save my life many times, you know, just keeping your head on a swivel, always be looking over your shoulder, always be looking around you, um, look for anomalies, you know, things that don't look like they should be there in nature. Um, and once you know how to look, spot those things, uh, you know, they stand right out and that's the first sign, you know, you're probably wandering into somewhere where you don't want to be, you might run into trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because I've also read where people almost feel a presence. Yeah, uh, you know, like that that sixth sense that takes over to make you that says, you know, something or somebody's watching me. Do there's you, some, there's another, there's something else here with me. Do you have kids? I, I don't know if the kids are not, but I know I've waken up, woken up many times with my son staring at me. You know, I'm napping. Yeah, and, and I just feel something. I I open my eyes and he's certainly staring at me. Well, is it? It's not much different than that, you know. You 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 feel an uneasiness, a presence. If you're paying attention to that, Bigfoot doesn't want to attack you or chase you down. Because if that's the case, they would just do that. Um, and if you're feeling uncomfortable for no real reason, you know, no reason at all, you know, pay attention to that. Why are you feeling uncomfortable? You know, why do you? You know, when you're hiking, you you feel good, you you're happy. But you start feeling kind of just uneasy which we've all felt that i don't know if you go hunting you out in the woods 
early, early in the morning. You had noise that was unexpected. You just feel uncomfortable. But if you're feeling that on a nice day out in the woods, the sun's on you, pay attention to that. Yeah, Ricardo, let me tell you, in the middle of the night, I've woken up many a times. And every little noise, I start asking myself, is that a bear? I always joke with people. Even a mouse running across some leaves can sound like a bear in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, and and it's an awareness, and I get that as a hiker that, uh, you know, especially early in the morning, you know, that uh, yeah, you, it's situational awareness. Yep, there, there could be bears in this area, so let me take the precautions I need to avoid a bear encounter. Yep. Now, with your research and and the time you've put into this, to your knowledge, is Bigfoot? And I'm getting the feeling that answer this has possibly been answered already, but I'm going to ask it again. Is Bigfoot known to be an aggressive, you know, an aggressor or more that, you know, like, the ba- you know, bears are known to be afraid of humans. Mm. Uh, they don't typically attack. But what, what's the relationship with Bigfoot? Is Bigfoot typically just, I don't want to be around humans when I see them. I'm going to, going to try to go in the other direction. Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like that's an area where there's a lot of misperception. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel, or, or like people get religious about this question, right? You know, like some people believe Bigfoot's evil and he's snatching people from national parks. Other people believe, you know, Bigfoot is a benevolent being and would never harm, uh, you know, a human. I think really the truth is somewhere in the middle, you know, like a lot of people say that Bigfoot is not an animal, it's a people, it's a form of people, right? And like people, I think there are good Bigfoots and there are bad Bigfoots, right? Um, mm-hmm. There are some Bigfoots who are very aggressive and will, you know, attack you the, the first chance they get and that's those are the ones you want to look out for there are other bigfoots who have actually been documented like there's a one of the um encounters on my website is you know uh, a, a, a young man was got lost while he was hunting and long story short he got injured bigfoot ended help up ended up helping him get to safety um mm-hmm. so there's plenty of stories on either side you know bigfoot being overly aggressive bigfoot uh, you know, helping folks in need. And I think probably the majority of Bigfoot are probably somewhere in the middle where you never even know because they don't, they'll just, you know, get out of your fair, way. Yeah. A fair understanding, in my opinion, would be that any Bigfoot can be very aggressive. You know, not every Bigfoot is aggressive, meaning they're not going to always be attacking, but anyone, meaning if you go too far, any one of them, in our experience, in our stories that we've heard from other people, can be very aggressive. Um, but I don't know if I would call him an aggressor. It's a, it's a tough question. Yeah, because I'm listening to this, and again, my my mind is always uh, geared towards bear protection. Okay, and I'm thinking here, okay, grizzly bears get a bad rap here, right? They're known, they're yeah. kind of portrayed as being aggressive. Well. You get too close of them, and as exactly. Abel, you pointed out, you're in their you're in their front yard, you're in their home, yep. right? Uh, yep. Better respect that. And if you get too close, especially if there's cubbies around, mm-hmm. they are you know you're going to be in danger. Absolutely. And yeah. like in, in human nature, some people, <laughs> I guarantee you, go into Abel's house uninvited, and he's going to shoot you. You know, and, and there's other homes where they'll call the cops. You know, and, and, and there's different levels of aggression, but either way, you're right. It, it's not much different than that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also an issue of, of behavior, you know. So it's one thing if you 
you know, mistakenly wander into their house. You know, someone mistakenly wanders onto my front porch, they're probably not going to get shot. But if they're crashing to my door in the middle of the night, you know, and start using my bathroom, uh, you know, what am I going to do? I'm probably going to get aggressive in response. Um, and I think Bigfoot are the same way. If you're, you know, innocently wandering into their territory, but if you're, you know, desecrating one of their structures, something like that, then you're probably, you know, the response is probably what you'd expect. Yep. Right. It's an animal instinct. I'm going to protect my Absolutely. my territory. Absolutely. In the case okay. of humans, it's the, the structure we live in. And in the case of Bigfoot or animals living out in the woods, it's that area that they may be just cohabitating. Um, yep. Ricardo, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about your story. Now, you became interested in Bigfoot. I understand you had a family member that disappeared under mysterious circumstances in the White Mountains. Yeah, I I grew up with, with not much of an understanding about that. Um, you know, yeah, just missing. You know, that's all I was told as a child. This happened when I was a, a younger boy. And um, my uncle, you know, he, he avid outdoorsman, avid hunter, you know, um, hands-on guy. He was he, he was a lumberjack, so he was always out in the woods. And uh, it, he's such a crazy guy. It wasn't an unusual thing for him to go missing and not come back. Like, it wasn't something where my family was was completely shocked on. Like, it wasn't like a mystery um, it, until I was older. And uh, they finally they finally told the story of his stories to them and uh yeah he's he's been known he's known about bigfoot for a long time and 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 they are it's no proof of it you know but it's i'd bet my life on it that that's exactly what happened to him um didn't didn't remind me if i'm getting the story right but didn't he tell a few of his buddies that he felt like one of these things was watching him for a few weeks and they yeah, they didn't believe that's, before. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing because my uncle is a very credible, credible guy. You know, he, he doesn't joke around. Not a funny guy. Um, almost funny in how serious he was. But uh, yeah, they, they 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 listened. They didn't believe him, but until he never came back, and uh, they checked on his stories, the things he had told them. He he he, he wasn't a writer, but he had a journal in. I know that's what happened to him, you know, and, and, and then, then it started making sense. You know, once you, your eyes are open, you start paying attention and realizing talking to people. Um, that's the biggest thing is talking to people. Um, especially people that are out in the woods, you know, you, you that people have been around for a while that, um, talk to them, tell them what you've seen, what you've heard, be honest with them. They'll be honest back to you in, in uh, you're going to find out there's a lot more people than, than you think. Yeah. I'm not somebody who subscribes to conspiracy theories. That's always kind of been a thing with me, Yep. but I've always felt that, you know, when people disappear and especially with the way technologies have been evolving over the last couple of decades, there has to be, you know, people just don't disappear. Okay. <laughs> what happened? Right. There has to be an explanation for this. And um, Bigfoot certainly is a large enough being to um, make it sound so morbid, but to, you know, make a human be gone, you know, to, to you know, make us disappear. Use <laughs> your imagination. <laughs> Abel and I are still figuring out, I mean, where do they go? 
You know, I don't think Bigfoot eats them. <laughs> you know, I don't. What What does he do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. Um, you know, one of my ancestors was Hannah Dustin. I don't know if you're familiar from the area. Uh, she's kind of a folk hero in New Hampshire. Uh, but, you know, she was abducted along with her children by Native Americans. Uh, she managed to escape. But, like, there's a history of different types of peoples kidnapping other types of peoples. And it's not always malicious. Sometimes people, uh, you know, people who are raised by Native Americans end up, like, adopting that culture and not even wanting to return to their their natural-born family. And you have to wonder if something like that happens with Bigfoot. You know, it's not necessarily malicious, right? Maybe they're, mm-hmm. you know, adopting them as part of their culture. Other times, well, yeah, I mean, it could be malicious, but, um, you know, that's why we say they're people, they're complicated, like people. Yeah. Well, you know, we always talked about, we also said, you know, there's good people and bad people. And I just remember a story a few years back, uh, staying at a state campground in Vermont and the ranger coming us over and telling us, you know, make sure your food's hung and put your pot and pans, pots and pans away because we have a juvenile bear around here. He's harmless, but he loves to get into people's stuff and make a racket in the middle of the night. Right. And he said, just like a, a human teenager, he just likes to mess around and keep people awake. They have personalities too. And there could be good ones and bad ones. And some that are just, you know, um, I don't know, goofballs like we have with humans. Right. <laughs> yeah. So guys, I want to talk to you about your YouTube channel. Um, how's that coming along? Uh, well, to be honest, we're not getting the, the number of views we thought we would get. Um, but it's, uh, you know, we're at least glad we're able to get some of the word out. Um, you know, we played around with a few different formats. Uh, first few videos were, you know, documenting some of the evidence that I found in, in the forest around New Hampshire. Um, then I started, you know, shooting some of the videos, uh, you know, essentially reading some of the witness accounts on air. Uh, you know, for people who may not want to read the lengthy, uh, the lengthy written version on the website, so they can go and watch the videos. Um, and then the most recent one, um, is, you know, Tim and I riding around in one of our research vehicles, a older Jeep CJ7, uh, just talking about, uh, primarily the Bigfoot awareness, resistance and education program. Um, but that, you know, I think that most recent one is, at least for us, it was one of the more interesting ones to produce because it was, you know, we we're having a little fun just, you know, chatting like we, we do off air or whatever, um, but also bringing awareness to the cause. Yeah, unfortunately, neither one of us are really technologically advanced. So we don't know how to, you know, promote and, and whatnot. Or, but, but at least we figured out that. And uh, if we can get some people to see and understand and, and get them aware, you know, that's, we're happy. Well, I'm hoping our listeners will do exactly that and check out your YouTube channel and go to your website because I find this stuff interesting. Um, I'm a bit of a YouTube junkie, I guess. You know, so when I see a YouTube, I'll watch it just to say, yeah, let me see what, what these people are doing here or there and, uh, you know, and you know, be patient with it. Yeah. You guys have a good concept here and just be patient with it. Let it develop and uh, I think you guys will be fine. I think you're going to have success with this. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do it either way. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, and, you know, we're not out to be YouTube stars or to make any money off of this. We have 
wealthy benefactors. We, we just want to bring awareness to the cause. And so that, you know, that's the only reason we even care about views is, you know, the more people who watch, the more people who know. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you guys this. I do podcasting because I love talking about the outdoors. I'm not making a penny from this, but I yeah. love talking to people and love talking about the outdoors. And I think if you, if you don't allow money to be the motivating factor, fun is what's driving you. That's your success. Everybody's got a different definition of success right now. As far as my podcast goes, having fun, that's my success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. How do we find you guys? Um, Get more information about you guys. Yeah, so I think you, you talked about most of the ways. Uh, got a website, 603bigfoot.com. Um, that's where the yep. witness accounts are. Um, there's a link to the Etsy shop where you can buy the uh, bear shirts, Bigfoot Awareness, Resistance, and Education. You have um, Instagram so, handle too, right? Yeah, I think that's the only one Martin didn't mention is Instagram. So I have a oh. have presence on Instagram. It's a little easier for me, like Cardo mentioned, you know, we're not super tech savvy. Editing videos takes forever, uh, so f- for us, it's easier to post, you know, pictures, uh, you know, accounts on you on uh, Instagram than it is to produce a YouTube video. So you'll see a lot more regular updates on the Instagram account, and that's also six hundred three. It's six hundred three underscore Bigfoot, um, and the YouTube six hundred three Bigfoot, and then Etsy shop. You know, all all proceeds go directly back into the research. We're not. We're not making any money from that. It's just going back into yes. research, and it's primarily to spread awareness. We're basically selling these things at cost. Um, but if you want to check that out, it's also six of Bigfoot on Instagram. Uh, Etsy, sorry, on Etsy. Okay, that's great. And we're going to include this information. We'll have links in the description for the podcast, so people can just you know click it on and 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 find it. So if you couldn't get your, get a pen and pad fast enough, we'll make sure all this information is available to you in the description. Uh, so just a couple of questions here to wrap things up is is this? Um, do you guys find yourself sharing information with other people out of state? Um, are you involved in any networks, to any sh- uh, information sharing networks about Bigfoot? Yeah, we're connected with all the other uh, Bigfoot researchers, at least on Instagram, and you know we we stay up to date on the on the YouTube videos and things. I, I think um, we're focused primarily on our little corner um, of the country, but we definitely pay attention to what other folks are doing. We share the information, but we stay local. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great that you have a lo- uh, a locally focused effort. I think that's pretty cool. Um, because you know, if you live in New Hampshire and um, this is your interest, wow, it's right there for you. Um, so I, I think that's pretty cool that you're that you're doing that. That it's New New Hampshire centric, and uh, yeah, maybe other states. I, I I think there's groups out west that function that way, but you know, and, and that's great because then the different groups can share information. Uh, like we said earlier, Bigfoot, like most creatures we're the i think humans are the only ones that really understand borders and uh, state borders and and, and national yeah. borders so i think you know, that's why i ask i think information sharing is so important absolutely yeah and one thing ricardo and i joke about is like when we run out of things to do in new hampshire then maybe we'll look at expanding but there's plenty of you know bigfoot activity right here that uh you know keep us more than busy enough we don't have to look outside of the state yeah your neighbor to the east there is pretty big 
right? Vermont, Maine's got yeah. a lot of wilderness there. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was thinking the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, Vermont and Maine are both also uh, hotbeds of big yep. activity. But, you know, we're trying to stay focused, though, at least initially. All right. That's, that, that's great. Now, um, each of you, I don't know, um, let's see, you let off Abel, so I'm going to ask Ricardo first. I want each of you to just to give me an answer here to what do you tell the person who says, eh, there's no such thing as Bigfoot? What would you say, Ricardo? Oh, I, I, I hear it all the time. Um, I, I, it doesn't offend me. You know, if someone says they don't believe in Bigfoot, then then I'd say that's okay. Just be careful. That's all I want them to do. Because I know if they're going to be in the woods, if they're going to hunt, if they're going to go out there. And the thing is, I don't hear it by many hunters. I, I've heard it from people who don't hunt. But if you're going to be in the woods and hunt, as long as is, is, is you're looking and paying attention the way you are, that's all I care about. Because one day, you'll know. You know, you're going to run into it. You're going to see it. You're, you're, it's a guarantee, you know. Um, so it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't get worked up. I don't try to convince them. There's, there's no need to convince them. Uh, cause, uh, cause the only way to do it in the same thing for me is you got to go out there and see it. You know, um, me telling you about it isn't going to do anything. You know, I just want you to be aware. So if you do come into it in a situation, you don't want to do and you're safe. And, uh, and if you can spread the word to other people, that's what I care about. And Abel, what would you tell that person? I, I would just caution them to not believe at their own risk. You know, it's similar to, you know, someone who doesn't believe in vaccines. Uh, you can say you don't believe in vaccines all you want, but you could be putting yourself at risk. Um, and like, like uh, Ricardo was saying, you know, don't, it's not worth the time trying to convince someone. Um, but I try to caution them. I've gone through my whole life without seeing a Bigfoot. I'm fine. You're fine until you actually <laughs> confront one. Right? Yeah, all, right. Yeah. all right. Abel Cunningham and his assistant, Ricardo O'Connor from 603 Bigfoot. Hey, you guys, thanks for coming on Papa Bear Hikes. This has been a lot of fun, and thanks for sharing this information. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. We appreciate it, and it's been, it's been, it's been fun. All right, and we're going to make sure we put – the links in the description for the podcast. Uh, everybody, just a reminder, go to papabearhikes.com. Link, there's a link up above for 46 climbs. Come join the Papa Bear Hikes team as we bring awareness to suicide prevention. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to work with the 46 Climb organization. Uh, Kobe Zimmendorf was on with us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is really an important cause, guys. Come join our team. Uh, the, the event will be going on from September 3rd through September 12th. It's open to anybody, no matter where you live. If there's not a hike on the website, you can find one in your area and put it up there. Join our team and help do this. And, and let's show support for the people who have lost loved ones, family members, um, neighbors, anyone who's lost somebody to, to suicide. Let's let them know they're not alone, that we're out there supporting them. And I wanted to give a special shout out to our iTunes listeners for giving us their feedback and um and giving us positive, uh, giving us the thumbs up and, and all the great accolades we've received from our iTunes listeners. Thank you. Hey, everybody, make sure you have some fun and be safe out there. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at PapaBearHikes at gmail.com or check us out at PapaBearHikes01 on Instagram.
Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.